Yo. What up, homies? It's a weird time for us, right? Like, in time of day? Yeah. Like, yeah. like we're recording at a weird day and time. Yeah, it's which like 4 p.m. no impact on anybody else. But 3, it's still... 3.36 p.m. Still feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, it's Normally, we're like dog-tired... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we haven't been in a while. It used to be we were dog tired. Yeah, yeah. So it was like 3 a.m. and we both aren't up, used to being up at 3 a.m. <laughs> it was no, like, oh, kill me. This episode sucks. I am, I'm, but I'm used to getting up at that yes, time. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so how's it going? It's good. Um, Mary Ann's back. That's good. fun. Good. You managed to keep the, everything alive the whole time? Um, no. I kept the animals alive. Oh. Apparently, uh, there were some plants that oh, okay. didn't make it. I thought you were going to be like... <laughs> I ran over a small child in the neighborhood <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't come out and said that publicly. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that, so that's good. There was genuinely a moment there where I was like, <laughs> what did I just do? I just yeah. made it super awkward. Um, so we got Wi-Fi mesh network, like right before she left. I, I ordered a Wi-Fi mesh network online. You're... You're going to have to tell me what that is. Okay, so you know Wi-Fi, right? Uh-huh. And you know how Wi-Fi... He's a rapper. Com- <laughs> Wi-Fi comes out of your router? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, you turn your router off, like the Wi-Fi portion of it, and you plug one of these things into your router, and then you hook up more of them wirelessly. Like, you just put them in your home, plug them into the wall for power, and then they talk to each other. And so it is one one network, um, so no matter where you go in your home, it is all the same SSID, because you can get um, access points, but they have a different SSID, so you'll have like my Wi-Fi and my Wi-Fi 1 or something, whatever. So this is all one, S- one SSID, um, and it is smart enough so that like cell towers, when the signal is stronger for one than the other, it'll automatically switch you over and everything. Mm-hmm. But it just gives my whole house super awesome coverage um, because we have, a, like, PS4 is our entertainment center. That's why we do Netflix, Hulu, gaming, everything on PlayStation View, all of that. And unfortunately, Sony cheaped out and only put in a 2.4 gigahertz band. So, like, what, um, 802.11b uh, and g. They didn't put N or AC into it. Is the 802.11 or the 802.12? 802 802.11 sure? is the only standard. You sure? 802.11. Just checking. Yeah. Okay. There's A, B, G, N, and AC. Please don't confuse my mockery for genuine <laughs> interest. Continue. <laughs> Please don't confuse my mockery with... Well, I guess it was mockery back, but it was also just... Yeah, I know my shit. Calm down. <laughs> you don't need to mock me for saying it. I can back it up. Uh, but yeah, so this, I placed one right next to it. And so it went from having like in the forties between 20 and 40% signal strength and like con- constantly dipping out and having to restart the router to, it just constantly has like 90 to a hundred percent. And it went from only being able to get like three megabits down in the PS4, even though I have hundred hundred to like 96 to 100 down i might have to get you to diagnose and help me buy something to help with mine like for the most part we don't have any issues there'll be random lulls and i think it's probably just the amount of people that are 
using it around mm-hmm. um, that it'll drag or whatever. Yeah. The only real issue we have in the house is my son's room. Um, he's got a Roku up there that he can hardly ever watch. And it's, I, I thought it was just the distance from the wireless router. Mm-hmm. So I went to just put the wireless router in a different location, but like the cable outlet doesn't seem to be providing any internet from those uh, out those cable outlets. Yeah, most most of them um, nowadays lock it down. Like, okay, you have to choose where your router goes in, and it gets yeah. locked down to that. So one. I don't remember having that conversation with them. I don't think I did. So maybe I just chose the lucky one when I very first did it. Maybe or they sensed it but uh yeah i'm gonna have to get you to help me diagnose the best plan of attack like to get a signal booster or something um since you helped me with my toilet problem hey i offered many times you've still never been to my home uh so anyway frozen (laughs) (laughs) we're doing frozen Uh, first uh i so that was funny i don't i didn't recall i watched frozen first and then like i saw on your notes, you'd wrote hypothermia and frozen, and I was like, "Because hypothermia was the first oh. one you gave me." Uh, but I frozen was the first one you chose, oh. so that's why I. It doesn't matter mm. at all. Um, but uh, how, how was your week? It was all right. We I, I heard t- you went camping. I went camping, and uh, total seriousness, because I had this conversation both with my wife and my father. So now I'm going to you as a person to give me advice on on being a father okay i need to know during this story if i did the right thing okay i have no idea i can spin it either way to make myself feel more terrible like bill or feel better so <laughs> so have you seen the new stuff from uh, the sasha barrett cohen i heard that he got like dick cheney and um he got dick cheney i haven't seen it but sarah I, palin and he got sarah palin but he got dick cheney to like autograph a bodyboarding yeah his, or a water waterboarding. waterboarding not bodyboarding <laughs> <laughs> a little different <laughs> to have him like autograph a, a waterboarding thing and he, yeah. there's like a 10 minute promo for it and uh it's uh he's playing this like awesome he looks a lot like adam carolla in this character looks like adam carolla but he's like this israeli um super gun guy right and mm-hmm. even just like the way he carries himself like he it, when he sits he has his legs spread apart as far as you possibly can because that's like the big macho thing right yeah like, like the bigger your dick man is, spreading you have to that is that a real name yeah is that a, okay it's, it's one of those things that like uh how do i say this man spreading has been has come on a, as a term for like uh, you know, you're on the subway or something, and you like take up multiple speeds mm-hmm. s- seats. That's man spreading. Um, and I feel like some feminists have like grabbed onto that and like man spreading. But it's like that's just a person thing. I think I I think men do it more often. I think they definitely do. But it's not a feminism thing. It's uh, just be a good person no, if you are surrounded yeah. by people. But I think, it, but I think if that's that, what you are on your own private chair, if that's how you want to be, that's fine. Sure, exactly. But if you're in a place with people, you know, maybe squeeze the testicles a little bit for you know a few stops. But it'll like, be and, fine. And they don't draw attention to it. I'm just describing the character or yeah. whatever. Um, but it was great for me is because that is like a machismo thing. Like when you see the dudes walking around, it's the same thing with the swagger. Like he's got this huge swagger to him and his dick is so big or he's giving the impression his dick is so big. He has to spread his legs as far apart as I can. Anyway, he he uh, ends up 
meeting with, uh, I'm not going to say they're NRA, but they're NRA types, mm-hmm. uh, about creating a program that, like they did in Israel, his fake character, mm-hmm. to teach three to 12 year olds how to use guns. And they're like, that sounds great. <laughs> and like they meet with a bunch of congressmen and representatives and they're like, we're on board with this. Let's teach the three year olds how to shoot guns. And it's incredible. And I was like, I don't think I was able to appreciate his show the first time around. And uh, looking forward to it now because it's basically the same show. For as the allergy show? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I never watched it. Uh, I watched some. And uh, what I did, I enjoyed. Cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so camping. Camping. So uh, scramble around, spend an extra 100 bucks to buy the shit that we needed to camp. We debated if I'm doing And it was just me and the boys leaving the wife at home. She had a bunch of extra kids this week uh, that stayed at the house a lot. So I was like, wife, you enjoy yourself. I'm just going to take the boys. So we get there. We drive an hour to where we're camping. We find our spot. I set the tent up 95% by myself because I'm with a nine-year-old and a Mm five-year-old. So I'm setting up the tent, sweating my balls off while they're, you know, bored and want to go do stuff. Uh, We go to the beach. We swim in the lake. We do all the camping things. We go for a hike. We go for a bike ride, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, So it's 10 o'clock at night. They're both saying they're tired. So we... uh, end up making a trip back and forth to the bathrooms five times because one of them doesn't have to go but then we sit down and then the other one has to go so so i'm at the at the end of my rope just frustration wise right okay. and uh it's probably 11 p.m by this time i'm starting to doze laying on the ground because there's only enough room for two people on the air mattress so mm-hmm. who's the one that's gonna bite the bullet yeah uh I'm dozing, my five-year-old's dozing, and my nine-year-old sits up, and he's like, my stomach hurts. And I'm like, bullshit, your stomach does not hurt, you lying little fucker. You're trying to go home. No, it really does hurt. I need to go to the bathroom. Motherfucker, we just walked to the bathroom three times in the last half hour. You don't need to go to the bathroom. Yes, I do. I'm going to get sick. All right. I'm mad. You better really be sick. (laughs) So we walk to the bathroom because because we're camping. So it's a big deal to walk to. The, it sounds dumb. Yeah, it's a big deal to walk to the bathroom. Yeah, uh, yeah. So where we're going? He's like, if I get sick, are we going to go home, like, motherfucker? I know what you're doing. This is not an excuse to go. So my five year old starts in, and it's pushing midnight now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're starting to talk and get louder. Like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go too. Can we leave? I'm ready to go. So do I force them to go into the tent and not be able to sleep and have one claiming to be sick, even though I know it's bullshit? Do I make them stay? Do I concede and make them happy, but not uh, teach them that they are committing to something, but also making myself more miserable in the process? But it's going to fucking suck to try to tear down at 11, 1130 at night a campsite while trying not to wake everybody else up and tear down a tent and put bikes in the back of a van and everything. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Um, To me, uh, I think you know your kids, so you would know if they're genuinely sick or not. At least 80, 90% of the time. There's no, sickness is not a factor. (laughs) Douchebaggery is a factor. (laughs) 
Sickness is not a factor. Mm-hmm. I know my kid, and I know that he is not sick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I would be like, hey, you know, we're camping. This is what we're doing. Uh, it's for you, but if you don't, like, enjoy it or whatever, then whatever, you're getting dragged along because this is what we're doing this weekend. And that teaches them to, like, commit to yep. things. Um. And I did that for a while, and then I ended up packing everything up at fucking midnight. I tore everything down and put them so in the car. In. Uh, I did, uh, and I still don't know, like, if if nobody was enjoying themselves. So we got home at one o'clock at night, and then I made them go shower at one in the morning because they're covered in mm-hmm. sunscreen and bug spray and all that shit and everything. So. I don't know. I think part of part of it definitely was that like I was worn down because it was just dad on duty. Like yeah. had I been able to split it between the two, mm-hmm. uh, but it sucked. And so I definitely I talked to my uh, nine year old the next day because when we got I put him to bed that night and I was like, hey, dude, I love you. Have a good night. We're still going to have to deal with this tomorrow. So you need to think about what your story is going to be when we wake up. And I talked to him and he was like, yeah, I totally just wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. So I told him I appreciated him not lying to me still and he was going to have a consequence but it wasn't going to be as big if he continued the charade of saying that he was sick mm-hmm. so it sucked that's how my camping was hmm. yeah hmm. yeah so key keith for us is we're not doing the tent again like the last time we went we rented a cabin but it takes a lot more planning to do the cabin thing yeah uh so i'm just gonna have to make sure i do that next time so I think that they were fine until it was time to sleep. They realized that the tent is not nearly as fun as you you <laughs> imagine it is. So that was my camping. Sounds like fun. No, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> fucking terrible. Nature. Mm-hmm. Um, hypothermia? Sure. Could be a synopsis. Uh, hypothermia is about a couple families on... A lake, frozen lake, ice fishing, and there's a creature under the lake. Good. This movie is 72 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, about five minutes of which are credits. It's a long credit sequence, right? And at it's, the beginning and, it's in, and at the end. And it's Monster Vision. Yeah. Like the whole Monster Vision is the credits. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on hypothermia? Uh... I enjoyed Michael Rooker. Those are my thoughts on hypothermia. So I watched hypothermia and the whole time I really enjoyed watching it. But like I was like seeing tons of things that I realized were bad and that I wouldn't like in most other movies. But I think like the quality of acting in this was enough that it like let me go through it so i didn't have many memories of of this Mm -hmm. i just remember that i had fun watching it i still had fun watching it in spite of all of the things that if it was in almost every other movie i would completely disregard like the monster vision and shit like that yeah and the quick pans to the monster just swiping at the camera and shit Mm -hmm. um but we can talk more about it but that's part of for me the, the charm of why i did enjoy this movie is it's just a man in a suit yeah uh which is not what you thought man in suits were when i was saying that last week Oh, yeah. 
Like you, like I real, I couldn't understand at first, and then you were like, "This is men in black, men in suits," and I was like, "He doesn't understand what I mean by men in suits." <laughs> but I'm gonna. Li- it's like in Super Troopers with the bi- the biker thing, the biker yeah. joke. Yeah. Oh, biker! <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You're imagining. Yeah. You're yep. Like, we're gonna watch Wall Street <laughs> and Men in Black. That sounds awesome. Uh, uh yeah. I kind of spent the whole movie uh, thinking about the. Stevie mm-hmm. or Steve, mm-hmm. the dad. Yep. Going. That guy looks so much like Danny McBride. Man, this should have been Danny McBride. Why isn't that like, Danny McBride? He definitely looks. Like, he has a total Danny McBride feel. Yeah. Uh, so even before the movie starts, during when we get our first of the twenty-five minute credit sequence, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about bad title cards or, or production logos. Yeah. There is a production company on this called Monster Pants, and I was like, I fucking love that name. I don't know anything about Monster Pants. That's an awesome name. It's a pretty good name. It really is. Yeah. I like it. Their monster did have, I mean, since it was just a guy in a suit, yeah. he was wearing monster pants. He sure was. <laughs> uh, so we get Michael Rooker and his family. So Michael Rooker, son, wife, and daughter, girl, or I'm sorry, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're a family that's on vacation ice fishing. Yeah. Mike, well, we start with uh, Michael Rooker on the ice and he falls in. And then simultaneously, the son and girlfriend telling their mom that they've joined the Peace Corps and they're going to Africa. Mm-hmm. Do, do people still join the Peace Corps? Um, I mean, it still exists, so people have to, right? Yeah, but yeah. I feel like that was such a thing in like the 80s and 90s, at least in media. Media would talk about yeah, media they does. would just join the, sure. the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. And it's not a th- really a thing anymore. Well, they got bad press after they all the cannibal stuff mm-hmm. in... Uh, I was going to try to make an Eli Roth joke, and I can't remember where it was filmed or anything. <laughs> the rainforest. Yeah. The Amazon. The place where the tribes are. Mm-hmm. Africa, could be. Could be. Could be. Uh, so, le- legitimately, something that terrifies me in movies, because I, I think I might have a degree of claustrophobia, mm-hmm. is when i s- falling into frozen water. Yeah, is legitimately like scary for me. Yeah, like uh, I'm not because like you you would sink because the water is more dense, and then like you well, have to fight your way back up to the and surface. You're covered you're, you, by by the yeah. nature of ice. You're just, it's, it's in shock. Yeah, well, you're also covered in 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 heavy clothes, so yeah. that's also going to pull you down. Mm-hmm. And um, then so you fight your way back up to the top, but if you're not exactly where you fell in, you're not getting up. You could you could search and not find it there was a story so uh, i heard a story recently a friend of a friend or whatever and they knew somebody that drowned in like three foot of uh three foot of ice on a lake Mm -hmm. not three foot of ice you know what i mean yeah three feet deep because they went down and then they couldn't find their way back up so they like imagine slipping on ice you you could end up a foot or two away from where you started right and that's what happened so he couldn't get up even though it was only three feet he could have just stood straight up but he couldn't because it, he was under the ice. And that it's is crazy. fucking horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not joking at all. Have you seen uh, The Good Son? No. There we go. <laughs> There's no ice in that. <laughs> I thought it ended with them like on the side of a cliff. It does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's ice other times? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope so. Or that question didn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm just like, Have you seen Sahara? They wish they had ice. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I've seen Sahara. I've I saw Sahara at the drive-in. Uh, that's that's not a terrible movie. It's I not a good movie. I don't really remember. I remember it being generically actiony. Uh, who's the Who's the guy in there? It's Matt McConaughey, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Who's the other Steve guy? Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn makes that movie. The the one that you couldn't remember. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's the one that makes the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, Michael Rooker's fa- and Michael Rooker is family man in this movie, mm-hmm. and that's cool. We had like a little spree with Rooker lately. Like this was totally unplanned, but we've mm-hmm. had a little Rooker spree. <laughs> Like it's a, a Rooker sweet. One, two, punch. One, two, three. Three. Slither. Oh, yeah. Sl- Henry. Was and then Slither this, Not in 79? order, but it was really quick. I mean, it, okay, was, yeah. it was right. Uh, for for going 78, 77 episodes without having a Rooker, and then we get three Rookers. We hadn't had Rooker before this? I don't think so. For Slither? I don't know. That can't be right. I think it is. Wow. Yeah. All right, then. Uh... But I love it because he's totally different than the other times we've seen him. He's like a legit nice family dude. Yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, a couple of uh, a predominantly one douchebag and his offspring. This well, is Steve. So we, when he falls down in the ice, uh, you see the the monster vision, mm-hmm. right? And then he goes back. He make he gets his way out, goes back to the cabin, and like uh, he starts having monster vision a bit. And so I was like, oh, is this another Michael Rooker gets a monster Ooh, parasite yeah, thing, I can movie? Yeah, see that, yeah. Yeah. It's, turns out it's not like that. But no, not at all. It definitely could have been. It could have been. Um, so Steve and Steve Jr. show up, and these are the guys that, uh, as opposed to Michael Rooker and his family, who are very much kind of roughing it, these guys have a trailer that's built specifically for ice fishing. It's mm-hmm. got all the creature comforts. Um, they've, he talks about all the shit he's got. He's got satellite TV. He's got a heater, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, he's loud. He's inconsiderate. He's the frat boy. Right. Yeah. Uh, how do you, I, I don't understand people that name their kids after themselves. I don't understand juniors. I mean, it's a, it's a legacy thing, right? Like maybe it's a bit narcissistic. But you're, I don't think you have, I don't think it's an infatuation with yourself. George Foreman is infatuated with himself, and that's why all his kids are named George Foreman, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. He's got daughters named like Georgina. Yeah, he has George, Uh, I think he has two Georginas. The the guy that took over for Barack Obama's Senate seat when he became president Mm -hmm. uh, was named Roland Burroughs, and he has the same thing. He has Roland, 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 and Rolanda. Yeah. Obviously, those are cases taken to the extreme, but I think yeah. somebody that does name themselves a junior mm-hmm. does have an infatuation with themselves. So my uncle, unless it's a it's a legacy thing in which you're not around, like if I impregnated someone and then they named it after me, great. Or if it's a third, <laughs> great because then I don't have to fucking deal with that kid. Or if there's if you're already a junior, or and you want to l- continue instead. Three, instead, four. let's say. Uh, <laughs> You impregnate somebody and then die tragically, mm-hmm. and then they name it after you. Yeah. Okay. Is that what I just said? I-, I thought you just implied that you just fucking booked. Oh no! And then they wanted to honor your legacy of fucking running away, oh, and no, no, destroying no, no. their lives. No, what was that? There was a movie where that where Jake Gyllenhaal's name was Pilot because his mom slept with a pilot and he didn't know the the name. I don't know. Yeah. 
Isn't isn't Nick Cage's real son's name pilot or airline pilot or something? Um, no, Jason Lee's kid's name is like, pi- oh no no no, pilot inspector. Yeah, that's and the thing is Jason Lee's kid's name is pilot inspector, and inspector is spelled with a K. <laughs> uh, I wish that was a joke because that would be hilarious. It's just a fact. <laughs> like, that's yep. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. I don't know where we were, how we got to this. Oh, we were talking about juniors. Yes. Okay. And you had a theory why it's okay. I didn't have a theory. Like, my uncle, my uncle's John, and he named his kid John. Yeah. He, John Edward Daniel the second. So, he's a junior. Or he's technically the second. But but So, it's John and Johnny. I'm I'm fine with the junior because it's not their fault they got named that. And I'm fine if he went with a third and a fourth and continued on. Yeah. I don't get naming it after yourself. I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's what he did. He named his son after himself. Yes, I understand the definition. I'm <laughs> saying that it is totally a narcissistic thing to do. Okay, I'm confused with what you're saying. Well, you're fine with that. And then they go third, fourth. I am fine if the legacy has already established. Okay. I am a junior. I have a child and name it the third because okay. it's not about me. It's, it's about, about the my legacy. father and okay. the legacy. However, to begin that legacy and yeah. name your child a junior, that's narcissistic. Sure. Yeah, I think it. I mean, and that was the perfect thing for this character to do was to give, make him Stevie. Donald Trump Jr. There you, there you go. Uh, so anyway, so this is the guy that would give him name a kid after himself, douchebag, right? Yep. But I think they did a really good job in that he is a douchebag, but he is also not uh, a caricature to the point that you completely dislike him. You don't want him to die. Um, no. Um, so I feel like they did a good balance. And it should have been Danny McBride. You're right with that. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of his empathy comes from his son. Because I don't think he's an empathetic character, but his son is. He's an empath. And so he gets the empathy by proxy. That's true. But I would say because he is a father, he does get empathy. So it's not just by proxy because you can feel bad for someone for losing a son and feel empathy for them. Sure, but he makes all the wrong decisions and pretty much gets his son killed. Spoilers for five minutes from now. <laughs> uh, so they go back and forth for a while uh, with kind of being pleasant and uh, stepping on uh, Michael Rooker's toes, but they're trying to be cordial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at one point here, uh, around here, there's like a, it freaked the shit out of me because I didn't remember this and I didn't know if this was supposed to be something that was happening, but there's a beer case sitting on the ice. And then, like, all of a sudden, a ghost grabs it and, like, runs away with it. I was like, what the fuck? And I rewound it, like, twice. Because there's a case, and then it just, like, scurries across the ice. What? There is an empty beer case. This is when he hands them all a beer? Hands them all a beer and throws it down. Uh Uh-huh. And then it sits there for a few seconds. And then, like, the creature grabs it from under the ice or something and runs away. And I realized it was just that wind blowing. Yeah, wind exists. <laughs> That's the whole time I'm thinking, does he not know that wind exists? 
was an empty cardboard thing <laughs> on ice. <laughs> There's zero static friction, almost. It legit confused me for a while because there's no, because it's in the middle. <laughs> so you went from from zero to ghost instantly? That's what I do. I still get freaked out every time I forget about gravity. <laughs> Who's pulling this stuff down? Uh. But it's on a big open uh, uh, lake, right? So there's mm-hmm. nothing around. So you don't get trees swaying in the wind. You can't really tell. There's no hair flopping so i didn't know it was windy i feel like that was your indicator <laughs> that was your leaf in the wind it was cardboard it was literally a tree at one point and now it's flying off in the wind we should start a list of things that i forget exist like libraries and and wind uh I feel like that was a disappointed sigh. It was. It <laughs> truly was. Uh, that was a. Uh, I'm your friend, and I, uh, that's this isn't going to damage our friendship, <laughs> but it does maybe make me reevaluate a little, little bit, just a, just a tiny bit. That sounds fair. <laughs> um, I think that the um, the girlfriend and the mom. One of them was a former um, NFL doctor because whenever they're checking any injury, they're like, it doesn't seem like you have a concussion or you might have a concussion. <laughs> they definitely go for it. <laughs> like three times they check somebody out and they either rule out or can't rule out they have a concussion. It's it, Every time there's medical stuff, a concussion is talked about. Uh, I don't feel like that's always the thing. No, (laughs) Especially when they just go down in water and then come up from water. It's not like they fell on the ice and then went in. I do think that there's a skit in that. Like somebody like obviously has a broken leg and like the, the NFL people run out and they're checking their eyes. I think that there's, there's a skit there. There you go. I like it. Uh, so, uh, Steve. Oh, there's a mic there. It was me this time. Mic check, usually, one, two. Usually it's you. Uh, so Steve and his son decide they're, uh, they, 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 both groups have seen like this big ass thing going mm-hmm. under the water. So they're trying to figure out what it could possibly be. Um, Michael Rooker's uh, family is ice fishing and the, the line gets caught. All of them get caught on the same thing. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit, there's a huge fish here. Yeah. So Steve and his son end up cutting this giant hole that they're going to capture this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stevie ends up getting pulled into the water. Yeah. And we get our first, uh, little taste of what our Mr. Hypothermia. We need a monster name. (laughs) The, uh, the wetsuit from the Black Lagoon. Wetsuit from the Black Lagoon, maybe. (laughs) Um, like Freezy McFisherton or something. Uh, so our so our fish face yeah and um, like all you see is the head so you don't I don't think you get a good match to the body at least I didn't no 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 because later yet. when he says I think that thing had arms and legs I'm like what the fuck because yeah. it just looked like a coelacanth or something to yeah. me um, or like an angler fish but he ends up getting uh, his arm filleted yeah just a big gash yep uh, it's pretty fucking terrible yeah and his dad's like he's good I'm having fun. 
I'm going to stay. Yeah. This is, I didn't want to be Steve when I was camping with my kids. <laughs> I was worried that my son was poisoned by fish face. Oh, okay. That's why I left. So the two options there are hospital or stay. Well, and then there were like leaves move, uh, getting moved by ghosts everywhere. Okay. And I was just. <laughs> There's a lot of ghosts around. <laughs> the ghost is moving the fire back and forth. <laughs> Ghosts can manipulate fire. <laughs> uh, so he, Steve is not doing well. Steve E is not doing well. Yeah. Definitely should have had stitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father refuses to take him to get said stitches. Yeah. It's all infected and, and he starts gangrenous. Tr- he's tripping at this yeah. point um, because the one of the gals decided that uh, there's probably poison in the fins or whatever. It's probably venomous. Uh, Venom, not poisoned. If you eat it, and it's yes. it's bad, it's poisonous. If it eats you, and it's bad, it's venomous. You're correct. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Yeah, for using those two words interchangeably. When they're not, they're not. You're correct. Uh, so we find out it's poisonous, and <laughs> <laughs> I can learn. See, um, and he is not doing well. Yeah. Okay. He's tripping balls, he as they might is say. Tripping balls. Um, and Stevie meets his demise here first. Correct. Yes. How does this happen? Uh, he just wanders out, doesn't he? Like, there's. Yes, in a yeah. horrible way because this is a it's it's a nice. I've not seen any other ice fishing, uh, campers RVs. Mm-hmm. This seems like a nice one. It's not yeah. big by any means. Yeah. Uh, but it's very nice. But it is the size of a large jail cell. And somehow he walks out while they are all awake talking to one another mm-hmm. and they don't realize it. Yeah. I call bullshit here, <laughs> sir. Well, because he's stripping balls, he's quiet. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he ends up making his way to the lake. Oh, and... Uh, and our fish face ends up on the ice, and you totally see this is just a dude in a rubber suit at this point. Mm-hmm. And he drags Stevie off. Yeah. Never to be seen again. Uh, Steve jumps in. Goes after him. Gets cut a little bit as well. He like, just, he's like, just, he's about to get him, and then gets cut across the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your thoughts on seeing fish face here? Uh... So, th- th- he's always in backlight or something. So, they they show him, but they don't show him. And I think that's a good strategy. But then the day, like, it looks like a wetsuit with fins on it. It's exactly what it is. And with the exception of the backlit portion, I hate the backlit portion because it's so... That's what everybody, like the backlit thing and the swiping at the camera is annoying. But the actual creature to me, I am completely content with a dude in a suit. Mm-hmm. Like, Monster in the Closet, Rawhead Rex, yeah. I'm happy with those. I mean, and I think I'm happy with Monster in the Closet, but that's like, that's a monster suit. This mm-hmm. is a wetsuit with fins. I disagree. <laughs> I think that uh, it is a wetsuit with fins that makes it a monster. Okay. Did you see that like face? The creature from the blood, like the cre- the face is good, but uh, I think the the from the neck up works. 
and I think from the neck down it doesn't, and that's what makes the whole thing. It's what ruins the face because the whole thing looks off because I think it looks so bad. So fish face is whatever the opposite of a butter face is. Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. What is the opposite of a butterface called? Butter body. Butter body? I would assume. Yeah, but you're, the whole point is butt, and that's the majority of everything. No. Yeah. Nice face, butter body. Nice body, butter face. They're, they're the same thing. Mm. I always took it more as everything's good but her face. Yeah. But the phrase is nice body, butter face. Oh. So nice face, butter body. Okay, so we'll go butter Seems body. Seems like it works. Yeah, it works. Nice face, nice body, butter balls. <laughs> butter erection. Yeah. Um. So Steve starts to lose his shit too, and he is going to go after Fish Face mm-hmm. and kill him. Yeah. And gets killed himself. Uh. Yeah. Does does Michael Rooker's son get cut before Steve dies? I don't remember chronologically how that happens. Okay. I don't think so. so. Okay, so Steve dies, whatever. Nobody cares. Uh, oh, no, it's the same scene. Right? I, I don't know. Because he comes up and he's like, this isn't my blood. Because he dis- oh, yeah. they both disappear in the darkness, yep. and then he comes back covered in blood, and he's like, yep. this isn't my blood. Yep. So he's going to lay down yeah. on the well, RV floor. Okay. Before that, yes. they go back into the trailer, mm-hmm. and the mom grabs his face oh, and yeah. yells, Venom, and starts sucking the wound and spinning it out, mm-hmm. and I almost threw up sitting on my couch. <laughs> it was the grossest fucking thing. There was- like, Cannibal Holocaust tore apart a real tortoise, <laughs> and I was okay. <laughs> But this, oh my God. <laughs> I'm still just thinking about it. It's because of the volume that she spit out, isn't it? Is that and, what it was? And just, uh, like they get, they nailed the consistency of whatever it blood is. perfect venom. because I was going to vomit. And I'm, I pictured it in my mind running it through and I can taste the vomit in the back of my throat. Ugh. That's awesome. So uh, she sucks the venom out. And he's going to lay on the floor. And they did a good job of showing us this earlier because I had no idea how this would have worked. But mm-hmm. in these RVs that are made for ice fishing, they have holes cut in the floor. Right. And you so, auger through those and mm-hmm. then the new fish. And they had little um, little robots that bobbed up and down. Yep. And the, then would pull up a flag when the when He spared no expense on yeah. this RV. Um, but he lived in there. Yeah. They had their cabin. He didn't. Yep. Uh, so he is laying on his back by one of these, and I saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah, me too. But I thought it was pretty awesome. So Fishface reaches up from one of these and rips David's throat out. Yeah. And legitimately, this is a stupid fish movie. Like, I felt like David's death was, like, pretty horrific mm-hmm. and sad. Yeah, it's, like, horrific and, and touching, like, watching his mom and girlfriend and dad, like, watch him die and they can't do anything yeah exactly there's nothing to do it's just going to be happening and he's uncomfortable and they're yeah Mm -hmm. it's uh for a fish movie that was really well done Mm -hmm. you really felt something uh you know whatever you say about the arm coming through blah blah blah, like that moment of 
everything's done and it's like he's just they're dying it's probably the i think the best moment in this movie yeah i would agree yeah mm-hmm. uh and michael rooker immediately turns into steve which he gets called out by his wife for because mm-hmm. he's like i'm gonna kill this fucking thing yeah you just turned into steve asshole mm-hmm. um so they decide to wait till morning before they venture out onto the ice yeah uh they go to venture out onto it's the been ice. snowing all night mm-hmm. and the whole all the ice is covered in snow but steve's body isn't why wouldn't his body like initially it would still melt some snow but mm-hmm. he's half a person and dead that he would be covered in snow as well he would i also couldn't figure out that so the fish uh was super starving because it eaten everything in the lake mm-hmm. it left a lot of meat on those bones yeah feel like it would have eaten them it, it probably did eventually because that's one of the things is they go by and they see him and they hear a noise, they turn around, and his body's gone. Okay. So he's just a little slow eater. Yeah. Save some snacks. Yeah. Saving uh, that for later. So <laughs> what was that? When was you that get something, something on your shirt, uh, and yeah. somebody's like, hey, you saving that for later? So that was just your generic not funny guy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure I was trying to place that voice. <laughs> turns out it was me. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, uh, that you would be, saving that for later, asshole. <laughs> Turn me into Farva from Super Troopers. <laughs> that would be. You guys, you guys talking. Shaving that for later, asshole. You guys talking about me? <laughs> oh, you mean shenanigans? I got you, motherfucker. I got you, good fucker. <laughs> yeah, real good, Farva. Have you gotten? Bite it. Have you watched? Bite the sequel? it. I haven't yet. I haven't either. Uh, my uh, friend said it's pretty good, so I want to see it. Good. Uh, I liked. I did not care for. Beer Fest them. Beer Fest was okay. Did not like Club Dread. Club Dread has has two great moments for me. My favorite line outside of Super Troopers. Okay. Um, which is when I'm gonna call him Farva because I don't know what his character is in Club Dread because I don't give a shit. Um, he's locked in that room, and then they go in the next day and he's gone. And they're like, How did he escape? And they're like, Maybe he crawled out the window. And, like, Rastafarian uh, Ramathorn is like, he's far too large. And that line is the funniest line outside of Super Troopers for me. Okay, that's not funny at all. So what's your Club Dread uh, two moments? My two moments are I love the uh, the concept of the live-action uh, Pac-Man thing. Okay. Not really a joke, more of a concept. And the other joke that I loved is uh, when the one dude calls the girl Penelope. <laughs> All it is is her name's Penelope, and yeah. and I think that's like was my little seed for loving Key and Peele. Mm. Fifteen years later, yeah. Also, that they're hilarious. Yeah. Um, but other than Super Troopers, I think Slam and Salmon was my favorite. I haven't seen Slam and Salmon. Uh, the, and I haven't seen their other one. Oh, uh, Puddle Cruiser! You don't need to see Puddle Cruiser. Puddle Cruiser was their first one. Didn't yes. they do one since Slam and Salmon? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. Um. Anyway, uh, so they go out on the ice. Yeah. Not the Super Trooper guys. We're back <laughs> to Rooker. Yes. Uh, and they're going, and Rooker ends up uh, having a confrontation with the dude. Well, it's like breaking through the ice. Yes. And wife is like, "Fuck him. Let's we go. We got to keep moving." Well, no. He wants. She's like, "Let's go," and he's like, "Uh, uh yeah, I don't want to." This say is fuck my him. way to protect you. Is yeah. 
I will distract him and you need to fucking go. Yes. Like, this is the only way that you can survive she is does if it I sacrifice his behest, myself. For sure. It's not like she's, fuck him, I want him to die. No, he, he makes her leave because she is saying, I'm not leaving without you. That's what I just said. Yes. <laughs> it's obviously not her best, but he makes her leave with logic of this is the yes. only way you're getting out of here. Yep. And she and I want to protect you. And she listens. Yeah. Uh, and then we, I forgot how terrible this movie ends. <laughs> it made me so mad. Like, I could forgive all of the other stuff. Really, I can. But this ending... Like it's, it's just it's a stupid terrible. creature movie, and I could take it at that. And if it ended in any way, shape, or form that was fun, like this movie is okay. It's yeah. seventy minutes. I agree. It's, it, no, but it knows what it is. I'm hundred percent, one hundred percent of the Even way. Even if it just would have creatively eaten them, if a if a second one popped out, yeah, that, that'd be an easy answer, right? Or Another fucking Nessie pops. comes out or something, yeah. and CGI Nessie eats it or something. Yes. I don't care. Give me bad yeah, CGI, yeah. The Jurassic like a fun world, idea. The Jurassic World ending where Nessie yeah. grabs him. Sure. That would be fine. Yeah. No. What does she do, Justin? She's like, um, uh, please don't eat us. And then he's like, okay, I'll go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> what the fuck? I forgot this movie ended like that. I just, I've said it many times that I have like this disease where I just remember the best of things, mm-hmm. right? I did not remember this ending, and in hopefully in a year I don't remember this ending either because then I can have positive feelings. But fuck this ending. Like, I really, I, I did. I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed everything. You know, I forgave some of the cheap shots and things. But this fucking ending, how was this the best idea they could come up with? Even if they had literally had just killed the two women. Yeah. No, nothing big. Just kill them. And it's just an anticlimax. Yeah. Th- that would have been a way better kill ending. Kill them off screen. I don't care. Yeah. Like... I don't have to see it. I don't, it's not a. This movie isn't about gore. No, there's very little of that in there. Yes, except for the spitting. <laughs> this ending fucking sucks. Yeah, it's like okay. It wasn't even like this movie is about like d- disturbing nature and the nature of things. Like that's what they tried to go with. They tried to go like the actual ending is. She's like. Hey, I know you're just driven by your instincts and whatever, um, and you don't understand any of this, but we're not trying to hurt you. And like, and then it just fucks off. That's like, it's not like that was what the movie was about. No, it wasn't. That like no they, other point was that what it's no, about. It's just the ending wanted that. They make a point, which I enjoy in this movie, of of listing all the possibilities, the things that this could have been. They're like, maybe it's a mutant. Maybe it's a. It's a alien. Alien. Maybe it's another race of something that we haven't discovered. Maybe it was frozen in a glacier and yeah. got out. Like I like that in this movie that they're like, yeah. we don't give a shit. That you don't need any explanations. No. But then they go to this stupid cerebral ending. That's not even cerebral because it just like comes out of nowhere. Well, I meant cerebral as in they try to appeal. Yeah. To to, to the brain of the creature. Yes. And it, she says like, I hope some part of your lizard brain understands. It's so terrible. It's literally they could have done a cheaper, better ending by just like cutting to like blood all over snow. That or just it attacks the camera credits. Yeah, you know, anything. We need to make a fan edit of this movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's just cutting off the last three minutes. Yeah, (laughs) we'll do a fan edit of this and the cooler. (laughs) 
I still got to do that. It's a live trilogy supercut. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I still think that's a good idea. It's Larry Cohen's birthday. He's 77 today. Happy birthday, Larry Cohen. Mm. Today or today? Literally as we speak right this moment. Okay. So, so happy not birthday any time for anyone ago. else unless you're listening to this a year from right when we are talking. Yes. Or two years. Or three. Well, he's dead. Well, he's dead. He's dead at three years. Also, he isn't 77 in three years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's how... Russ that's how forgets how time works. <laughs> uh, so, my overall thoughts on hypothermia is that it is fun. It's forgivable. Uh, all of the cheap shots, the backlighting. I like the creature, even though it's cheap. The acting is on. I feel they had to have spent more money on Rooker than anything else, right? Probably. Uh, and that was money well spent. Um, however, this ending is unforgivable. It's, it's so bad. Yeah, it is. It is an okay movie that is ruined by its ending. Like, yeah, it would have been fine. It would have been. It, it knows like the ninety-five percent of the movie knows what it is, and it's just that unabashedly. So, and it's. Cool. It's that five percent that kills it. Um, you want to talk about some micro local news? Micro local news. So I just saw on Facebook earlier they mm-hmm. uh, arrested a dude that raped and murdered an eight-year-old girl in nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, why did you point at your water right before you said that? That's my phone. Oh, you pointed it's at my your inter- phone. It's my internet machine. Okay. Uh, in your hometown is where this happened. What? In 1988? 1988. I, I wasn't there yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I moved there in 90. So I was there next door. But uh, it's kind of freaking me out, the idea that, like, they was in the community that long. I mean, probably every community has somebody like that, and there probably mm-hmm. still is more right now. Yeah. But it's kind of freaking me out. So I was trying to, like, Facebook stalk him. But they they arrested him after uh, um, We went years. to high school with a pedophile. The one a grade below us? No, he was in our grade. Hmm. We have conversations that we need to have <laughs> off mic. Um, I feel like we've already had these conversations. Have you heard my football story? You know my football story? Uh, don't know. Give it to me again. Here's my football Let's story. Uh, in seventh grade, I played Did football, you eat a football for three days. Yep. Uh, weren't you on the team? No. Okay. I thought you were like a lineman or something. Nope. Okay. So. Wichita lineman is still on the line. Uh, okay, so I, I didn't was hit that at all. Football for three days. I can't hit that. So it started before school starts, Do right? Do we owe royalties for that? <laughs> I never said the whole word. I don't think you sang enough <laughs> notes, nor on key enough, for it to be They didn't require. even know what song it was. Yeah. Um, so for three days, which started before school, and this is me going to a new school. Seventh grade was a new school. Um, and... It was a school where basically two different elementary schools like went into the same high school. So most of the people in that school knew each other, and I didn't know them. There, were, there weren't that many people that I knew. So it's first, it's before, it's before school starts, and the first two days are without pads, right? So we're just like running sprints and doing drills and stuff like that. And the third day is our first padded practice day. Very much trying to figure out how this ties into a pedophile. Very interested. <laughs> our first 
uh, our first padded practice, um, we are doing tackling drills. And let me explain to you the tackling drill. There are two lines facing each other. Uh, the coach will blow the whistle. That is, the left line tackles the right line. He will blow the whistle again. That means everybody is resetting up. And he blows the whistle again. Right tackles left. Blow the whistle again. Everybody reset. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Very simple to understand. Mm-hmm. So he blew the whistle. Uh, the guy tackled me. Blew the whistle. I was up. Blew the whistle. I tackled him. Blew the whistle. He was up. He blew the whistle. He tackled me again. Next time he blows the whistle, the guy just runs at me again. And I'm like, this isn't, this is, it's my turn. And so I don't know if you know anything about football pads, but there is a pad that goes over your butt for your tailbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drove me basically ass first into the ground. And that padding, instead of like protecting my tailbone, just kind of went right up me and like bruised my tailbone. Mm-hmm. And so my mom wouldn't let me practice anymore. But the guy who tackled me is the big farmer, Brock Lesnar, strong guy from our. That. Oh, I think I do know who this is. Yep. Okay. SW? Yep. Okay. I know who we're talking about. So. So that's how it ties in. I, get, I got tackled because he was too stupid by a guy who uh, was a pedophile. Was he a pedophile at that point? Probably. Probably. I feel like, you know, if you're gay, you're always gay. If you're a pedophile, you're probably always a pedophile. Hmm. It's just like what you're into sexually. Mm. Can we not talk about this anymore? <laughs> you I, want me to I give my speech on how I feel bad for pedophiles? I don't feel bad for pedophiles that act on it. No, I, but I feel bad that they were dealt a, a bad set of cards. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. Like, yeah. yeah. So there have to be good pedophiles out there who just like are in an incredible amount of pain because they have to repress this part of who they are, mm-hmm. but for the good of society. Yeah. No, it's a bad deal. Yeah. I remember nature, man. I just uh, recently. I posted in like a, a group thing that I asked to talk to a bunch of people about that uh, read. So I had on my want to read list a bunch of stuff. It was listed as being like really disturbing or whatever from this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'd looked and they were super expensive. So I asked the group like, hey, is this uh, is this worth trying to seek out? And somebody was like, that is not at all what you think it is. That is written by a non-active pedophile he's an openly a pedo- he's the exact guy you're describing okay but i think he just puts it all into words mm-hmm. so that's how i ended up on like a list of disturbing books so that gotcha. translated to me as cows <laughs> you know what like in my mind i uh, hear that to translate to you into cows meaning i need to challenge myself to see if i can get through this no fuck you no 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 no, no. You, i'm sorry that's kind of okay. what cows is right mm. Like, you enjoy it because yeah, it is that. I guess. But no, no. I didn't know at all that's what it was. It was literally like, right. if you want disturbing books, you'll also like this disturbing. So, mm-hmm. I and I make a point not to really research because I want to be surprised with them. Yeah. So, literally, all I knew is that at some point, someone had said, this book is hard this to is read. This is really bad. Yeah. Yes. But not really bad. Like, yeah. not in the fun cow's way. Like in a, I don't know if the cow's way is fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's more fun than a real life pedophile writing about crimes. Probably. Yeah. Can we not talk about this anymore? <laughs> I so want to talk about something else. Well, it's hey man. Uh, 
Uh, you are also a co-host. That's true. You can pivot. How about we pivot and talk about... Frozen. <laughs> okay, that pause was because he just put on the this the cap from Frozen. Boom. He is wearing Joey's cap. It was Joey, right? Joe. Joe. Lynch. Yep. Joe. He's wearing Joe's cap. Yep. From the movie. Yep. Does the audio sound better now? Yeah, it sounds like okay, it, yeah. it sounds like I'm wearing his, yeah. his hat. It sounds very fleecy. Yeah. So the whole time I was watching, I was just like, I got that hat. <laughs> I got that hat. I have one of eight hats that they probably had. Yeah. <laughs> Your sweat so. is mixing with his sweat. Oh, it feels so icy. Sean hat. Ashmore. What yep. was his name? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't feel like there was a lot of sweating going on in this movie. Um, I can't really hear. I'm taking this. <laughs> um, I sweat in in like cold weather clothes, don't you? Yes. Uh, but uh, just knowing the stories of this movie, yeah. like they were like possibly going hypothermic during the making of this movie. Hmm. There was not sweating happening, I imagine. I think you still sweat, but that actually makes it worse. Yeah, I don't know the science it, behind it. It uh, wicks the the moisture. Your body loses moisture, which is bad. It doesn't smell like sweat. <laughs> Your body loses moisture, which is bad, but also the the layer of um, moisture uh, wicks away heat from your body. Mm-hmm. So it's like double bad. Yeah. What's our synopsis of Frozen? Frozen is hey, have you ever seen Open Water? This is open water, but like on a uh, ski lift. Good. What are your thoughts? Uh, this movie's really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it's good and depressing. That's the way I like them. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so, yeah, I watched this yesterday morning uh, and was probably already not in like the best headspace and probably could have used something cheerier. So like hypothermia was, it was kind of fun, but yeah. then that bummer ending kind of ruined it. Sure. Um, and then it like puts you right in the mood to watch frozen. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> uh, I type frozen into Amazon and they're like, here's 17 movies from Disney. Uh, and then I found this one mm-hmm. and I was like, let's hit play. And yeah, it's good and depressing. Good. Uh, second Adam green movie you've seen third isn't it mm. we watched the fake documentary yep and this there was i thought there was another one that we watched mm. i don't know yep um did you see his cameo was he the douchebag no no he was uh like at one point that when they stop they cut to him and the real life joe lynch sitting beside him and they're just like what the hell what the the ski lift stops during uh-huh. the day when they make their run to establish like why they wouldn't freak out okay, immediately. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Cut I did them. I did go and go, "Oh, uh I recognize that guy." But I don't know. I didn't remember it's where because I didn't know this was Adam Green. If I knew this was an Adam Green movie, I would have went, "Okay, that's Adam yeah, Green." It was Adam Green and then the guy sitting beside him is also a director named Joe Lynch. Oh. Hence Joe Lynch. Okay. Yeah. When you said the real life Joe Lynch, I was like, "Was this based on a real story?" <laughs> and did they change how it actually happened? <laughs> The guy had no legs. Yeah. Yeah. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. Uh, So we get a group of three 20-somethings. So you've got uh, a couple in a third wheel. 
uh, that are up on the mountain and they're going to go skiing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we start off, you get a little bit of the rapport between the group. You've got two guy friends that have been friends forever. Mm-hmm. New girlfriends kind of moving on their turf. It's kind of in on man weekend or whatever. It's not super new, but it's like, it's, it's new enough. It's maybe that, the first really serious relationship yeah. of this friendship. Yep. Uh, so they're trying to weather that storm. He kind of invited her along. So he's what is, stepping this on is the like, toys. This is like a, a dude thing they do every year. Yep. Exactly. Together. Yep. And this is, you know, he's she's muscling in. Yep. Uh, so you got a little third wheel thing. But I think she's the third wheel in this scenario. In this scenario, yes. Yep. He, he is the third wheel traditionally, but in this particular scenario, she's the third wheel. Yep. But which just turns him into the third wheel. Mm-hmm. Or what he's trying to avoid. Yep. Um, they, how much? I've never been. Have you ever been skiing? I have not. Skiing must be fucking expensive, right? I would assume so if a hundred bucks is cheaper than three lift tickets. Yes. That seems like it. Also... So does the box always fucking rattle like that, or did they just do that for the movie to say, "Hey, this thing is shaky," because that thing moved around a lot and it made me go, "I don't know if I ever want to go skiing on one of these things." I've not been on that, but I've been on the ones like that we have at the zoo. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing, basically. It'll just go around like hovering you above alligators and lions and tigers. That they have that at the zoo. They did. I think it's closed since, hmm. or maybe it's a different zoo. Yeah, because I don't remember. We had like the zebra cars. I remember the zebra cars. I'm probably getting and the zoos log confused. ride. I've been to a zoo where it basically had that okay. thing, and we went on that. Um, and I feel like it is kind of creaky. Like, it wasn't exactly the most comforting thing in the world. Yeah, but that box with the levers, the start and go lever, that was just fucking shimmering oh, the whole that. time. Oh, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they bribe them. Have you, have you ever tried to bribe anybody or nope. anything like that? No, I have morals. Yeah. Would that be against your morals to bribe them for ski lift tickets? Yeah. Because you're paying, you are buying something. It's like, um, I don't know if I ever knew somebody who like went to Taco Bell and was like, hey, can I get a water and then filled it with soda? (laughs) Like, yeah, that's something I would never do. Yeah, I did that. I don't do that (laughs) anymore. Uh, Uh, I. So, okay, this is the thing I want to talk about. Money. Okay. Uh, so I'm in like the longest, most serious relationship in my life. And you always hear like, what are the thing couples fight about the most? And it's always money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that doesn't like, just be happy with what you have and blah, 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 blah. But fucking yeah, money. When you don't have money, it sucks. And I don't know that we ever directly fought about money, but some of our fat, our fights were definitely because... I was on edge or like in a weird headspace because of the yeah, pressure you're not of actually, money. When they say that, you're not actually fighting about money. It's yeah. not like I want to go buy this. No, I want to go buy this. Right. It's just like we can't buy either of these things and I have to place this anger somewhere uh-huh. and you are the safest place to place this anger. So you are getting the brunt end of this. Right. And so, you know, I don't, I don't exactly follow like gender roles in a relationship and things like that but being the main provider and everything like and somebody who like you you love this person and you want to protect them and you want to take care of them like in today's society you know that's not by going out and tilling the the soil and making sure you have enough food to eat that way it is going and having a job and having enough money to provide Mm -hmm. and so like money is a huge thing and like this is the first time since she came back 
and so this is the first time since I've been getting paid with my new job that we've been together, and, like, we went shopping and stuff, and, like, oh, my fucking God, being able to shop and just be able to not say no to everything or, like, say, oh, but, you know, what if you got this thing instead or you like that thing and you like that thing, maybe we only get one of them, and being able to just be, like, you want to make our house a home? And I'm not saying frivolous shit, yeah. but, like, kitchen utensils. <laughs> being able to buy just normal house shit for the house to make our house into more of a home for the two of us, being able to buy that shit, dude, it is such a huge fucking relief off my mind to be able to, like, do that, that it, like, totally has changed my my outlook. Like, I feel like I can breathe in the relationship where I couldn't before, and it was all put on me. I put it on myself, but it was due to living paycheck to paycheck and not having to do that is so much better. I don't know if I needed to throw all that onto the podcast, but it was just something that was going through my mind today after spending like fucking $800 this weekend. Do you want to know what I thought about my wife about yesterday? What's that? Uh, hamburger buns. <laughs> you wanted to get the cheap kind and she wanted to get like one above the cheap kind. So we were like, it's even dumber than that. So, uh, was making dinner and my son was like i want a ham sandwich and i was like that sounds great i would like a ham sandwich also i will make us a ham sandwich i don't know why i just turned into mitch hedberg uh so i'm in the process of making four ham sandwiches and i get out hamburger buns for said four sandwiches mm-hmm. and my wife was like uh what are you doing i bought those for hamburgers this week and in my mind, I'm thinking, bitch, I bought these fucking hamburger buns. I paid for these hamburger buns. Mm-hmm. I made the money to bring these hamburger buns home. If I choose to eat a ham sandwich with hamburger buns instead of bread, I'm going to eat a fucking ham sandwich with these hamburger buns. Exactly. Boom. Uh, but instead, I just got angry and pouted and threw them angrily in the thing. <laughs> And was like, look, guess I can't eat the ones that I... So I'm I'm wrong <laughs> for the way I reacted. I still don't think I'm wrong for... Like, I could have bought... We could have just went and got other hamburger buns mm-hmm. for when we have hamburgers. Um, but yeah, it's never about, like, the real thing. It's, yeah. like, the little trivialities of it is basically my point. Like, mm-hmm. we, we, we aren't living luxuriously, but I can afford to buy another pack of hamburger buns. <laughs> you know um, what? That's great. That's great. <laughs> but... Uh, that's, that's all I'm saying, man. Being able to buy two packages of hot dog buns, it's a, such a load off. Uh, not hot dog buns, hamburger buns. Either way. Follow the story. Um, maybe I eat more hot dogs than hamburgers. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like you don't, you're not fighting about money. You're fighting yeah. about the trivialities associated with it, for yeah. sure. Just not having that pressure is so, such a relief. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so hashtag blessed. So, <laughs> so I've never tried to bribe anybody or anything either so that's not very good conversation would you though i feel like you might put in that exact same scenario of uh if i could i would like if i was confident like if i knew like if you told me Mm -hmm. this dude will do this for this amount Mm -hmm. i would probably do it yes Mm -hmm. if i felt as though it was safe like it wasn't 
going to give me any trouble or anything. But I don't think I could put myself out there to be rejected. That's how I felt in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before, about how I f- have a failure at catching clues. <laughs> Things are yeah. right in my face. Mm-hmm. Like, stay overnight with me in my room. I'm going to go home and go to bed. <laughs> and by that, I mean jerk off. <laughs> Oh, that's a true story. Uh, so they're on the ski lift and you're getting some back and forth between them. You're getting to know this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start calling each other pet names. And the one guy is like, uh, Lynch is like, I fucking hate pet names. Shut up. I hate pet names. Do you have pet names? Uh, she has a pet name for me and I like that. But I think I'm I not... know what it is. And I think I like it too. Is it squishy? It is squishy. Yeah, uh, kind of. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> It's okay if you have a pet. Like, that doesn't yeah. bother me because that's almost more of a nickname. Mm-hmm. It's a nickname from your significant other, so that right. turns into a pet name. But generic honeys, babies, bows, booze, bays, I yeah. fucking hate. Yeah, I don't, like, I can't get, I can't get the babe. Because, first of all, the babe is, like, I feel like that is the 100% most cliche. Like. Yes. And it is, it is the it is the dude bro, the dude broiest of the pet names, I feel, the terms of endearment. Um, I will throw in a honey or sweetie. Like, just saying Marianne is like. I'm not saying I've never done it, but especially in public, and like you hear people do it, like every other word is yeah. something, and it's just it's painful. But it's like, I also want like something unique, but I'm terrible at this. This has been, I feel like, a problem in our relationship for four years because I've yet to come up with a good one for her, and like. I, I can't call her Mary. I can't call her Anne. Th- those would be shortened versions of her name because those are just other people's names. Call her Man. <laughs> uh, Mare. Somebody else calls her Mare. Um, uh, Annie or something. I don't know. Like everybody has called Dibs prior in her life to all these names. I, I came up with a good one. And... Uh, I think at first she she uh, she said yes, but then like she didn't like she didn't like it, which is Bay, because that's her last name. Yeah, but but in public it sound no. I sound like a douchebag. Oh yeah, but then the, we know that I it's just that's her name. No, yeah, you can't do that. Don't I it's not it's it is not clever at all, but it is exactly my humor. Because it's it's to us it's an inside joke, but to everyone else we just sound like douchebags. Yeah, and I like that. That is what I like. Yeah, you're right. You do sound like a douchebag. Good for you. <laughs> um, so they're they're on the ski lift. We uh, just spend a lot a lot of time with this group of people. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to add on there before we actually get to the the? Um. So I I don't think this is when they're when they're first stranded, it might be, but I feel like this is just a conversation they have in the lift before that, which is uh, they talk about like where they were on nine eleven, they like swap nine eleven stories or something like that, and like I, I no one ever talks about nine eleven uh, you know outside of like terror movies about terrorism and like um, government and stuff. Like, no one ever swaps 9-11 stories, but I feel like it's not something you do on a regular basis with people, but I feel like that is a bonding moment, right? Oh, for sure. That is, like, a very formative thing in, in our generation. I think 
anybody that you are really getting to know at some point you're going to have that conversation. Right. Like, yeah, my, like the generation right before my mom, because would be, hey, you know, you would swap Kennedy assassination stories um, or, or, you know, you know, back in the 1860s, they would swap Lincoln stories. I don't know. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it happened. I heard about it six months later. I remember where I was. <laughs> I remember. I remember where I was when somebody told me it happened because it was in the paper, but I can't read. Uh, so they end up doing one last bribe to get them onto the, or, or one last. Uh, coercion yes to get them on the ski lift after he had already put the little flag up saying mm-hmm. this is the last one they end up talking their way onto it uh the operator gets pulled away yeah because he has to work next weekend but he's like i just put i put in two months ago it's my i'm the best man it's my brother's bachelor party yep and our trio gets stuck on the ski lift yeah i, I liked how it's not it wasn't like Final destination freak accident thing. It was just the guy like had to swap and was like, "There are three more. When they come down, you're good." Uh, and three people came down, and he was like, "I guess we're good." Uh, there was Adam Green talks a lot about like people give him shit. He's very honest. Like people bitch about this or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, everybody says this couldn't happen. Like this fucking did happen at one point. Like a few years before he made the movie mm-hmm. i don't know how that story ended up or whatever yeah but that did happen um so now you got three of them stuck on a ski lift in the air yeah. and they've established it's sunday night mm-hmm. so nobody's going to be back for Til five Friday. days yeah yeah so what do you do uh well if you're gonna jump you land on your back uh why don't you jump and land on your feet because you've seen the Dark Knight, yeah. or I guess that was Batman. Was that Batman Begins? That was Batman Begins. Yeah, because your 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 legs they're they're just gonna shatter. Yeah. If you really really want to land on your legs, you put no stiffness in them and you roll. But even then, you're gonna probably twist your knee and probably break shit. Yeah. Land on your back like a wrestler. Yeah. Why, why didn't enough? Why didn't they watch Tough Enough? I. uh I do like the, uh, like, originally this character had, uh, like, some bravado. He was like, I already did this once before. And then, like, right as he's fucking getting ready to jump, he's mm-hmm. like, I lied. I haven't done this before. Then he jumps down. Scared shitless. Has, scared shitless. And then he he has two compound breaks mm-hmm. in his leg. Yeah. And uh, it looks horrific. Like, it's not gory. But just like the awkwardness and the, the way the bone he's... is sticking up, there's gore. Yeah, but that's not what it's about. For yeah. that's not what bothers me. What bothers me is like I've seen things where a, a skateboarder breaks his leg or whatever, mm-hmm. and it look it doesn't look hum- It doesn't look like a body part's supposed to look, and that's what happens with this. Is like he's sitting super awkwardly, like his legs aren't sitting the way legs are supposed to sit. The whole time I'm just thinking his legs are buried in the snow. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> yeah. The whole time I was just thinking about, like, oh, how'd they do that? Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's my problem. That's not a fault of the movie. Yeah. Um, so uh, he tried to be the hero. Didn't work out great for him. Um, then Wolves show up and eat his ass. Yeah. Uh, Parker loses her glove. Yes. Uh, right before he jumps. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she loses her scarf because she throws it down to him and it winds up in a tree. Uh, so, yeah. Immediately, she loses her glove and I'm just like, why isn't she covered her hand? Why isn't she covered her hand? Why isn't she covered her hand? And it pays off in... To me, this is the this is this is the gore where I got up off the couch and I paced around my living room <laughs> while it was happening, like in anticipation. And then I went into my kitchen and was just like I couldn't look at it. I I like listened to it. What, ate some chicken skin off of a th- chicken. Yeah, because chicken skin is really what I want to eat at that moment. <laughs> yeah, She's like aha, like I I could take the gore if somebody cut her hand. Like, I could watch that, but it is the idea of having to do it to yourself mm-hmm. that bothered me so much. Yeah. Uh, so we skipped over the wolves getting... So, so yeah. what, Well, let's finish this. So you see as uh, she falls prior asleep, to this, wakes up. They, you know, they're, they're up in the lift, and they're like, you know, what's the worst way to die, blah, blah, blah. And his worst way to die was, like, Jaws, but you see the shark fin coming. So... Yeah, he goes out like Jaws. Yes, he does. Uh, and the whole time he's just yelling at Lynch to not let Parker Don't watch. Don't you dare let her look. Because he knows what's going to happen. He's mm-hmm. resigned himself at this point. There's no degree of, like, save me. Nothing's going to He couldn't stop. even, like, m- move at all. Yeah. He, he, like, couldn't, yeah, 100% could not move. Uh, and that's all. And I thought that, again, was another good way to go out, was just him concerned about not letting her see uh, then she skins her hand that you just described in, in she, great detail. So she goes to sleep with her hand on the metal rail, but she remember she had lost her glove, mm-hmm. and so she wakes up and her hand is like frostbitten, uh, but it's also stuck to the rail, like uh, I triple dog dare you style. Yeah, but it's her whole hand. Yeah, it's rough. And like there's a chunk of like her skin still hanging on the rail when mm-hmm. she pulls it off. Uh, there are parts in the movie where it's not on there. That's and I'm just like, here's the skin's gone. Where'd the skin go? <laughs> uh, so Lynch decides the next route to take is he's going to try to uh, uh, get a hold of the cables mm-hmm. and take it to be able to get either to a lower one so he can jump down when it's cl- closer to the ground or get to one of the the big towers along the way or whatever yeah, the so they can the, so they can uh cuz they down. have ladders um but uh he ends up abandoning the first time he gets 5 10 feet out but cuz then that's when he sees the wolves mm-hmm. um and they sit throughout the night and then the next morning he decides he's going to try to do the same thing yeah and he uh he ends up making it he destroys his hands in the process mm-hmm. uh, cuz that would fucking kill you, your hands like those cables really you don't think so? I have no idea. I would think so. He said, watch out, those razor, those cables are razor sharp. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I guess they would, they're not made to be smooth. They're not, they're just made to be strong. And whatever their finish is doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, and he makes his way to the ground. Mm-hmm. And is greeted by some more wolves. Yeah. Also, the at this point, the, lift is starting to go it's starting to fall off mm-hmm. the the uh bolt has broken and 
It's starting to tilt. Well, it's starting to list. We skipped a cameo. Uh, the guy driving the little snowplow thing. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize him? I kind of. I mean, he looked like generic fat guys. Uh, it was Kane Hodder, who you okay. keep talking shit about throughout the life of this podcast, and you know you just called him a fat guy. Yeah. One hundred percent. Okay, <laughs> this is this is the one point where I was like, he's gonna punch you in the face. This someday. is this is the one part of the movie where I was I was pissed off at the people because they're like, we're rescued, and I'm like, fucking throw shit on top of that vehicle right now, and they wait until it starts backing up before they start throwing shit, and they miss. So, yeah, I was just like. You don't. You're. You think you're rescued, but you don't know that you're rescued. Fucking make sure that you're rescued. Yeah. Throw shit on top of that right yeah, now. Piss him off. Be like, stop throwing shit at my stuff. I know yes. you're there. Goddamn. Exactly. <laughs> make him come out and say, "I'm rescuing you." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Sh- Shane Ashmore makes his way down, uh, and then he tells Parker, "I'll be back for you. I'm going to send help," and disappears. He uh, he kills a wolf, or at least fights off a wolf with the ski pole, mm-hmm. and grabs uh, dead guy's Dan Dan's snowboard, mm-hmm. and uh, takes a sit and starts like skiing, snowboarding down the hill on his butt. Uh, which I did like because it wasn't like after sitting there for thirty hours that he was just like going x game style on this hill well he doesn't know how to snowboard he says oh, snowboard right. is dumb you're right he's a skier touche yep touche you're correct um we get another night though and parker's still there mm-hmm. uh because she's waiting for help from him yes uh and her lift ends up falling completely yeah because uh, she is like it's been a day joe's probably not coming back no uh, so I need to rescue myself. So she starts, she's like, I've learned from Dan's experience. Also, it snowed a bunch, so there's fresh powder. But I've learned, and I'm going to get as low as possible before I jump off. Uh, and then she starts climbing down, and that's when it breaks completely. Uh, and she jumps off right before it breaks, and then it falls on her shin. Which has to smart. Yeah, that would suck bad. Uh, and she ends up uh, scooting her way down the hill, passes Sean Ashmore's body as mm-hmm. the wolves are still picking at it. Yeah. Makes her way all the way down to the hill on the side of the road. And then she, like, there's a car on the road, and it doesn't see her, and she's like, nah, but it doesn't see her. And then so she crawls into the road and lays down, and I'm like, is this is this the type of movie where she just gets fucking run over by a truck oh, and totally that's the could. end? totally could, yeah. Like, I thought that was going to be the ending. Yeah, that was the death game cut. Yeah. Uh, I would not have appreciated that ending. Like fucking truck. Burn. <laughs> credits. Uh, yeah. And she ends she up getting picked rescued. up. And I'm just pissed off. Should have been Joe. Joe should have made it, you think? I feel like the whole the movie made Joe the main character. Yeah. Maybe that's just because I spent a long time as a third wheel. I was going to say, I think you might just be identifying as yeah. a... Because I feel like this is very much uh, a movie with the three of them. It's a group movie. I don't know if there is. I think it's it goes through all three of them. Like yeah. it, it starts off uh, as what's his first name? Dan. Dan's movie starts off as Dan's movie, 
Then I feel like it turns into Joe's, and then I feel like it turns into Parker's. Yeah, man. I don't know. But yeah, like I moved in with a friend in 2012, um, and then he knocked a girl up, and like, so she was living with us, and like, they had a kid, so like, I was the ultimate third wheel. <laughs> You're the fourth like, wheel. Like, yeah, at that point, I've I've like, I've been third wheel so long our, that there's our, now I'm now the fourth wheel. Come meet our family and Justin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, I I've spent a lot of time as a third wheel, so I identified. Yeah. Um, overall thoughts on Frozen. Uh, same as the, the, in the beginning, it's very depressing. Uh, it's worth watching, I think. Um, yeah, it's which is really depressing. We went through that really quickly because not a lot happens. It is a character piece. Yeah, absolutely. Although that sounds minimal, yeah. it is enjoyable. I really do think that it's about those characters. Mm-hmm. It is about that group dynamic. Yeah. Um, and nobody is like, no one's the annoying one that you can't wait to see die. No, they're, they're three that, real people. That's why I feel like my little theory that, that we have all three of those, You do the movie changes. I really think that that's a, that's a thing because all three of them could be leads. Uh, hypothermia or frozen? Frozen. I agree. Next week? Next week. So next week, I had everything planned. Okay. It was going to be that solid concept here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sat down, and I was actually like ahead, so I was like, I will watch this movie ahead of time. So this was movie one. This was movie one, but it is no longer? Movie one. Uh, from the director of Basket Case, Frankenhooker, and Brain Damage. A god awful love story. Bad biology. Uh, it's got like. I think that they're naked people, maybe at least topless, man and a woman, but it's like been heavily like murkered up and stuff. And then I look in the back, and it's just a dude looking through a vagina. It is like POV from inside the vagina. Mm-hmm. And it's hey, exactly look, there's a dude. Yep. And it is does this person who made this um, particular gimmick think that the clitoris is a hole? Because there's like light shining through the clitoris. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, what's the picture below that? Can you tell the picture below that? Uh, it is a woman. It. I cannot, it does not look like she has a shirt on, but it is uh, framed very high. Mm -hmm. She is holding some piece of something and screaming at it. Is that like a big floppy donkey dick or something? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a big giant dick, yeah. Okay. So I remembered not enjoying this movie at all. So of course we were going to watch it. So we were going to watch it because I had the perfect, like next week was going to be our vagina episode okay and i watched a half hour of this movie and i was like this is i fucking hate this movie <laughs> so much i cannot thank you do this thank you so much i can't fucking for do this going movie. god damn even it. though this is a good concept i i for the good of the podcast i couldn't fucking do and it for the good of both of our sanities so i am not selecting this movie so i couldn't I, I fucking could i hated it so much but then i was like you know what that's okay maybe that'll be good that i'm like justin 
you choose. Do you want to do the, the vagina episode so you can make fun of me and tell me if you hated this as much as I did? So we're going to still plow forward. We're still going to do vagina. Okay. And then I watched the second movie and I was like, my whole fucking concept is ruined. <laughs> These movies are both shit. Not even in a fun, shitty way. Just like it fucking pisses. That movie is so fucking, I hate it so much. It looks stupid. And it's from the maker, from the director of Frankenhooker. It's so it's, it's not just stupid. It's it. Uh, it's the worst. I fucking hate it. Like I okay. am physically angry at that movie. So we're not watching that. Fuck okay. that movie. We're not doing vaginas next. Uh, week. I learned a fun fact. This has nothing to do with, but it has to do with horror. Okay. I learned a fun fact over the over this weekend. Mm-hmm. Do you know who was originally set to direct the thing? No. Toby Hooper. It was a different script. It was written by the guy who wrote Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But he was originally attached. Toby Hooper was uh, like attached to do tons of stuff. And I think like it was like on paper, everybody was good with him. And then they met him and he was just like this pothead. <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit, we cannot give him our money. <laughs> we cannot do that. <laughs> so you hear about everything he was attached to. And then he did dried up completely. Crazy. Um, all right. So next week. Next week. Really is just Russ's childhood. <laughs> okay. So, from vaginas to Russ's childhood. Yes. Okay. First movie. The original classic, Once Upon a Time, is now, is the tagline for the movie that I'm about to say. (laughs) The title is Troll. And on the front is what I'm presuming a troll. And he is holding a Tron disc, maybe? Something? I don't know. I don't know what that okay. is, but it's very colorful for something that does not look like there would be a lot of color in it. Uh, yeah. So, th- I, yeah. I'm excited to see what number two is, but uh, yeah. I've never seen Troll. No, but you've seen Troll 2. I've seen Troll 2. So two. you have an idea of what you're in for, right? <laughs> Except I've also seen Best Worst Movie, so I know that... I'm assuming that this movie has trolls in it, because Troll 2 does not have one troll in it. Okay. So I'm going to gonna go on a limb and say that this movie has trolls in it. Okay. Uh, that movie, I don't think we ever owned a copy of, mm-hmm. but I rented and watched it so, so, so many times. Like, I... And my kids watch this all the time with me. Mm-hmm. This might be the movie that we watch more than any other movie in the house. Wow. Without exaggeration. All right, then. It's weird that it took 81 episodes, or 82 episodes, to get to it. Well, there might be a reason for that, too. Which <laughs> so, Okay. I mean, I'm meaning it might not be good. Uh, how m- so, keep in mind. Keep in mind the body of work on this podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. Second movie. If there is a movie that I would say is responsible for me liking horror as much as it is, mm-hmm. I think it's this movie. Okay. I'm excited. Oh, we talked about this last week. We did. The franchise collection, the attack pack. So we're just doing the first one, but the cover's basically the this same This one thing. has four movies in it. This is Tremors. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This may have been the movie I watched 20 minutes of. I have no idea, because I, I knew Critters existed, mm-hmm. but I've also heard of Tremors, and I don't remember what I watched other than that it scared me. Okay. So what's on our cover? What do you think we're going to Our see? cover is... Uh, Seems like an idyllic kind of mountain, maybe desert um, little town. It's got a 
just like a general store and a, a water tower. And uh, you can see under the ground. And under the ground is a giant fucking mouth. Uh, that, that looks like all it is, is a fucking mouth. It's some sort of mouth creature. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, two cl- classics, not like tent poles, but mm-hmm. definitely classics, I think, of the genre, at least, cool. that I can think of. I think we're going to find out. Yeah. Um, I got something else for you. So you have a third thing for next week. We're watching three movies next week? We're not watching three movies, but I have a third thing for you. Oh, okay. I have a book for you. A book? I need to read a book by next... You'll be okay. I don't know. So what do you got there? Uh, Here I have... Trying to get to the last page. These pages aren't numbered, so... (laughs) I have... A not that thick book that has very large print, uh, and it is apparently by someone named Matt Shaw, and it is called The Weird, uh, and it looks like it is a uh, like a front door, and there are with like frosted glass mm-hmm. panes, and there's someone outside with their hands on the glass trying to get in. And it's got a tagline on the front. It says, you might look normal on the outside, but they're here to expose your insides. Uh, so this author is a pretty prolific uh, horror author. He functionally makes his living from doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, releases a couple books a week, usually. A couple books a week? Yes. Uh, not exaggerating. Um, so a here's, couple books a week. Yeah, I think he just did like four books last week. Um so he's kind of notorious, so you can see like the title of that one when I search Amazon.com. Fucked to death? So we got that. Um, there's another one for you. You just read them because you're so holding the phone eight is, feet away from my face. Uh, we've got Whore, uh, None More Black. Right here is his coloring book he just came out with. It's called Color My Cock, an adult coloring book. All right, then. Uh, he's got one that he just came out with called uh, A Sperm's Tale. Uh, T-A-L-E? T-A-L-E? Nope. Oh. T-I-L. Uh, and it's it's the story of a sperm. Um, so he writes these in like a day and doesn't edit them and just puts them out. No. If he's putting out four books a fucking week. I don't think it's four. I said four this week, but a couple of them were the coloring books and stuff. Coloring books still take time. Yeah, he doesn't. Anyway, you've got a book, so read it and tell me if it's not edited. It's edited. Um, do you want a little taste of what we're in for? Sure. Give me, uh, here's, give me a here's taste my of copy. the weird. You, you read it to me. So here, you can start on that page Why right there. Why am I have to read it? Because. So read us just like a first paragraph. The recording of the latest reading. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What were you saying? Did you pay to have this made? What were you saying? Go ahead. The recording of the latest Remake Me podcast was in full session. The show was conducted by two friends, Russell Hall and Justin. Why do you get your last name, but I don't? I think he might have been scared to put your last name in since I'm the one that paid for the thing. (laughs) And it was just an excuse for Russell to share his love of all things horror with his non-horror friend. So that's why you have that book is because you were in the book, Justin. That's your copy. (laughs) Oh... So, today's show had taken a turn, though, mostly thanks to the regular death. 
guest Tom. <laughs> Obviously, he's not a fan because he would have put Tom Krosik <laughs> because we never say his first name without his last name. So this is a ruse and a charade <laughs> and other British sounding words. Uh, he's British. Oh, so there's like fucking U's everywhere in this fucking book. He, 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 he wants some U's. We got him. Yeah, there's a U that he put in Russ. Can you fucking believe that? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and one in Justin. They're everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Are you excited? You, you're in a book. I'm going to read a story about me. <laughs> Maybe. Is this me? The shadow looks skinnier than we are. So I don't think this is either of us, but it could be. <laughs> oh, uh there's a ferocity about Matt Shaw's writing that is both welcome and necessary when it comes to horror. Sean Hudson, author of Slugs. I don't think that's about this book. I think that's just a general quote. No, that is a general quote for sure. Justin. Are you going to get into it next week? Is it? What? what are you, what Why are, are we in a book? <laughs> this is weird. Uh, I ever... You can go to Amazon.com if you want to read with us and order your copy of The Weird. It's only uh, 6 or seven ninety nine, uh, and you can have your own copy featuring Justin and Russ. That is supremely weird. <laughs> what were you saying? I'm sorry. Uh, remind me next week uh, uh, to tell you a story about a personalized book. So... There's a treat for you guys. All right. We are never going to remember. We suck at remembering those things. Make a note. Put it in your notebook. Make it your first note under Tremors or something that says, Justin tells a story about a personalized book. Troll. Justin personalized book. There you go. Now you have to be able to read your handwriting in a week and see. I'm sober writing it, so I'm fine. Okay. What else you got for us? God, this is weird. Was that a joke? Because it's called the weird. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>